Yo, yo, yo. Man, let's go. It's the Great Debate Show with your host, myself, Jarvis Jeffries, along with Terrence Smith and Nick Ely. We are we are here today uh, just to give you some quick breaking news. That way we won't prolong the next episode of the show. Let's get it out the way. Breaking news on Tuesday evening just started just, just pouring in out of nowhere. Uh, my phone was blowing up. It was lit. And um, it, w- it was because Sean Payton, after a lot of talks with D'Amico Ryan, D'Amico Ryan passed and took the Houston Texans job where he has a six-year deal to be the new head coach of the Houston Texans. We'll talk about what we think the Texans will be with D'Amico Ryan, if it was a good hire or not. Some say the Texans finally got it right. Sean Payton, immediately after that, goes to Denver, signs a five-year deal, with the Denver Broncos, he will be their new head coach. Now we'll talk about Vic Fangio. Will he come back and join Sean Payton in Denver? It was said that he was going to the Miami Dolphins. That's not the case. It's not written in stone yet. Vic Fangio has also been reached out by the 49ers uh, as, as to be their D.C., but he's probably going to go on to Denver now that Sean Payton has took the job. And the 49ers, they're hitting the ground running, looking for D.C. to replace D'Amico Ryans. They have already requested interviews with Vic Fangio, Steve Wilkes, who didn't get the job in Carolina, which we thought was very effed up. And uh, and also Chris Harris, a former DB's coach from the Commanders, who was just hired by the Tennessee Titans to work with the um, – to be the pass game coordinator uh, on the defensive side. However – the Niners are offering him a D.C. job, so he may not even get to coach one day for the Tennessee Titans. It's just so much to talk about here, but we'll be brief. And the main breaking news, after all of that broke yesterday evening, Tom Brady decided to go to his Instagram story after they started hyping up Brady to San Francisco for the past 24, 48 hours. He announces he's retired again on February the 1st, 0201. That's the same date that he announced his retirement last year. So we've heard this before, guys. He has done it before and then unretired a month later. Guys, we'll start off with Tom Brady. First of all, how are you guys doing today on a cold, icy Wednesday? (laughs) Doing good here, man. Uh, I am enjoying the warmth inside his house. I'm not dealing with anything outside-related. Uh, if anybody's looking for me, they know where to find me. Uh, just good luck getting to me. <laughs> Same. I, I, I'm not dealing with no elements uh, no. other than the element TV that I got on the wall in here. That's that's about it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's good. That was a good one. All right, Nick. <laughs> okay, good guys. Every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so everybody's working remotely today. That's good. That's great. And um, I I got a few Zoom meetings and I got some post production stuff to do later on. I got an audition through via zoom uh for a movie so i i'm gonna be busy this afternoon but so let's get this out the way glad everybody's at home everybody's nice and warm and cozy i want to ask you guys we'll start with terrence t smith is tom brady really retired this time i'm going to say yes uh but however i wouldn't be surprised if we looked up one day in, in in the next couple of months and he is retracting every every bit of that. Um, you know, you hey, fool me once. How, how's the saying go? Fool me once, shame on you. Uh-huh. Uh, so you won't, won't surprise me the second time if he does it. <laughs> you know, these guys with, these, with, this, with this high level competitiveness. You know, we saw Jordan retire twice. Um, it happens. You know, so 
I wouldn't be surprised if he if he made one more comeback if the situation was perfect for him. We'll see, but I wouldn't be surprised. But I'm gonna I'm, but I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna say he is. But I just wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. I think it's I think he's truly done. I think he would have to be in absolutely legitimately perfect situation. Um, and I don't and I just don't see where that necessarily exists. Um, the only the only somewhat plausible thing I could see is if for whatever reason Tua is actually unable to play next year, if they, if, you know, he decides, you know, Hey, I've had you know three concussions in the last six months or whatever it is. And, you know, medical professionals or whoever decides, Hey, you know, you really step away from football or take another year off or whatever the case is. If that happened, that would probably be the only situation um, I could see just because obviously they've already got a lot of talent at a lot of different positions where Tom Brady could really step in and, and be successful uh, pretty quickly. Past that, uh, I, I'm, I'm taking him at his word on this one. Uh, I think I think at this point he's, he's ready to call it a career. Uh, I will say I'm, I'm probably not quite as warm and comfortable in my house right now as, as Tom Brady is, you know, on the beach where he made his announcement. Uh, but certainly I, I think that, uh, that new aspect of his life, um, particularly also when you factor in the family stuff he dealt with, the divorce and, you know, figuring out stuff with his kids and whatever else. I would lean towards thinking it's uh, he's going to go ahead and call it a career, and uh, go into the broadcasting thing that's uh, paying him pretty handsomely as well. All right, well that leads me to be the one who's going to be different here. Um, first, let me say that there's a shock. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, first, I want to say that Tom Brady announced again. He announced his retirement back to back years on the same day, February the first of 2022, and again on 2023. 201 is a big number in the Jesuit order. It is huge. If you ever see a game going on in play or about to play where a team can go 20 and 1, they're 20 and 0, and they can go 20 and 1, or the fighter is 20 and 0, hey, when he hits 20, bet on him to lose because he is going to go 20 and 1. 201 works and hits every time. That's bigger than the number seven number that I always talk about when it comes down to Gematria. It's a reason why he's doing this on February 1 every year now, two years straight. I don't buy it. I think it's I think it's bull. And the reason why is because I don't think he's real tight with his general manager in Tampa Bay. And from what I'm hearing, they're saying that Tom Brady was either going to go back to Tampa Bay or he was going to retire. I don't necessarily believe that. Terrence, I know you agree with me when I say this. I think he might have wanted that Miami job really bad. Yeah, and he now makes this. So. Yeah, and now he makes this announcement a few days after Miami has said that we're sticking with Tua, which I do think is a terrible mistake. Uh, and and that's no shade to Tua. I just he's a, I think he could have been a great quarterback in this NFL league. I just don't think he should be playing anymore. Uh, and Tom Brady can definitely come come to Miami and and give you a little bit a little dose of what he did in 2020. He actually could take it back to 2007 and just sling that thing deep to Tyreek Hill like he did to Moss for a couple of years. Um, and now that he's not getting that position, he says, screw it. That's what it seems like. I think the Niners would have been a second option, but maybe the Niners have already reached out and told Tom Brady, we're not interested. We're going to stick with these young guys on his rookie contract. We can't afford to pay you what you deserve and want. And maybe that's it. That, that, that stuff will come out later. But I think he's still bull jiving us. And I say that because – I think he's really going to win eight Super Bowls. And so I'm not coming off of that until August, September, week one, week two, week three has passed by, and he's not in the league. 
and he's not signed with the team. Then I'll say it's real. Until then, I'm not buying it. I think he's just doing it again. And I think the next time he'll come back, it'll be a one-year deal in San Francisco or Las Vegas or possibly Miami, depending on what happens to Tua during this offseason. And he will win a Super Bowl wherever he goes. And that's the reason why I was hoping it was the Niners. With that being said, if he is retired and it's not the Niners um, to land Tom Brady, and I don't see how the hell they could get an Aaron Rodgers, and I, and I would rather just stick with the cheap contracts anyway. Brock Purdy's due to make $900,000 in 2023. And, you know, if he can play wow. football, you just you you want to just roll with that 900000 You give that to him with a great big smile on your face. Trey Lance is not getting any much more than that. He's on a rookie contract also. So it looks like they're going to go with that. And now that we've talked about Brady, I want to ask you guys, going back to the quarterback conversation, and we're about to get into Denver Broncos and Sean Payton here in a moment. But now what do the 49ers do at quarterback? And, Nick, if you say something about Derek Carr, I'm going to um, get you off the line quick. No, I'm playing. <laughs> but seriously, <laughs> where do the, what, the, what do the Niners do now? Are y'all feeling a, a quarterback battle in training camp? Just let them battle it out for QB1? Although Lance will have the, the uh, head start because he'll be good to go in a month or so, and Brock Purdy's got another six months. I don't know if the Tommy John surgery is going to require him to be out for the entire year. That hasn't been said yet, but he's waiting on a second opinion to see if he needs a surgery. What are the 49ers doing with quarterback? Yeah, the most recent thing I saw on that was that they they were looking at about six months um, between surgery and recovery. They said he was looking at about six months to be able to come back. Um, so just looking at, you know, if he, if he was to have a surgery, just, you know, as, you know, kind of hypothetically, if he had it today, in six months from now, we're talking about June, which is a little short of um, before, you know, about yeah, a month well, or so before let, training. Let, let, allow me to interject. Allow me to interject and, and break the bad news. A Tommy John surgery, you are going at least nine months. At least nine I months. Think, I th- okay. Yeah, I, okay. I think that uh, that prognosis came out before they decided he'd have to have Tommy John surgery. Yeah, if he had Tommy true. John surgery, you could probably take him out until like halfway through the season at the earliest. It's a it's a long recovery from Tommy John surgery. Yeah, that would run into a lot. Most, most pitchers they get it. October, they just November. go ahead and take them out for the next year. Mm-hmm. They've gotten better at it. Uh, I think uh, uh, what's my guy's name in Detroit? Used to be in Detroit. Now he's in the he was in the uh, uh, he was with uh, the Texas. I mean not Texas, but the Astros. Um, just uh, won the championship. But anyway, yeah. I think he's had two of them. Like they've gotten better at it. Mm-hmm. So maybe you know maybe less than a year. But he, at at one point, man, a Tommy John mm-hmm. surgery. They wouldn't even have a picture even scheduled for the next year because it would be at least a year of time. But I think now, like, nine months is probably the, the standard time. Okay, so, yeah, so we're talking nine months. We're talking September, which I'm... is right about the op- about the opening of the regular season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that would obviously give Trey, uh, Trey Lance a, uh, a big head, you know, big uh, leg up in terms of that quarterback battle. Um, so I think the 49ers would definitely be out shopping uh, for a quarterback. Whether it's a you know a veteran they think they maybe can plug in for a year or two, um, or whether it's a guy that you know that uh, Jarvis has admonished me from being able to mention that uh, you know make it could be the guy for the next five or six years. Um, you know maybe they make a try to make a play for Aaron Rodgers again. I know there's a lot of financial concerns um, when it comes to that if they were going to be able to do that for one, and then for two, obviously. Uh, you would have to trade for him, and so there you would have to have the uh, you know have the the, uh, the assets that the Packers would be interested in, which I think the 49ers are pretty short of. Um, and so, with that being said, there's another guy out there that is better than the quarterbacks you have on the roster currently, 
um, but not necessarily, you know, a guy that people have a lot of faith in. And that is one Kirk Cousins. Uh, his 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 deal is, I believe, is about up for the Vikings. Uh, again, I'm not here to. I, I'm certainly not going to defend Kirk Cousins to the extent that I may have defended Derek Carr uh, last week. But um, that's that's another potential option. I don't know if the 49ers will will kick the tires on that, so to speak, and see if there's anything that they will be interested in. Uh, but it's definitely going to be interesting to see kind of what what direction the 49ers try to go to uh, to you know maybe either upgrade or at least or at least at the very least stabilize the quarterback position with the position that they're in right now. Okay. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I just think that, uh, t- man, I don't know, man. Purdy, I've even heard 12 months if he has to have the Tommy John surgery. So, basically, I'm just going to go on a limb and say if that happens, he's done for most of the season. And, um, of course, the 49ers would have a quarterback get hurt, whoever their starter would be, and then he would come back in time. And But we're looking at October, November if we're talking nine months. And uh, if it's – if it's more than that, he probably wouldn't make it at all during the season. Uh, oh, would, damn, it is February. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's February already. Um, yeah, it happened fast. I'm still, I'm, that's why I, my math was off because I'm thinking it's still January. Right, it's all good. Um, but, yeah, hey, look, this this says to me that, hey, you gave up a lot of draft picks for Trey Lance. He was You named him the QB1 last year, whether he earned it or not, and he got hurt. You have to give it back to him. You know, I know I said that he'd get traded to Tennessee, but this is me thinking that we're going to roll with Brady and Purdy. Brock, I mean, Brady is gone now. They're probably going to roll with Trey Lance. They may not have any other choice. Uh, would they go for another outside quarterback, as you were alluding, alluding to, Nick? Maybe, but I don't know. Kyle Shanahan always had a hard-on for Kyle Shanahan when he first got the San Francisco head coaching job, but they, the, the Washington was tagging him to death, and then by the time he finally got free, Jimmy Garoppolo kind of just fell in our lap when Bill Belichick gave John Lynch a phone call. and um, But it was always said that Lynch is the one who said, we got to go get Jimmy Garoppolo. And Kyle wasn't too thrilled about it, but he gave it a shot because he had Brian Hoyer at quarterback at the time. Um, so, hey, we'll see how that goes. But uh, the Niners, they've got some young guys on rookie contracts. Again, Brock Purdy due to make $900,000. If he's the guy – yeah, you roll with him, but he can't throw a football, and he won't be able to throw one for quite some time. So we'll see how that goes. Aaron Rodgers, where is he going to land? Um, we, we'll see about that. Derek Carr, where is he going to land? Uh, there's there's still a lot of puzzles, um, a lot of pieces to the puzzle that has to be put together here in this jigsaw. But now let's go to Denver and talk about Sean Payton. It looked like he was going to go back to broadcasting for another year. And then all of a yep. sudden – a report came out that Sean Payton's taking the job, but immediately after Sean Payton took the Denver Broncos job, it's, it was reported that the Broncos made one last shot. They took one last shot at D'Amico Ryan. They, it seems they really had D'Amico Ryan as their number one option. And D'Amico told them that he couldn't do it. He he was going to Houston. He, he They almost pulled him back in, and he said, no, nah, I'm recommitted to Houston. He, that's what he wanted to do all along. He did it. But I just wonder, what, what is it that, that has people so fascinated with D'Amico Ryan? The Broncos were going to get him. But anyway, they pretty much begged, it sounds like it. And he said, no, I'm going to Houston. Then they got Sean Payton. So how good do you think the Broncos will be now that Sean Payton is there with Russell Wilson? How will they fare? And do you think Sean Payton was second fiddle to D'Amico Ryan in Denver? Uh, let's start with Nick on this one. 
No, I, I definitely don't think Sean Payton was was second fiddle, and, and that's that's no shot at D'Amico Ryan. I think he's a hell of a defensive coordinator. And although I didn't want him to take the Texans job because I didn't want any black coach to take the Houston Texans job, uh, I'm definitely happy for him. I'm happy he got a six year deal. So at least from a financial standpoint, um, it looks like he'll you know he'll be well taken care of. Uh, but you know that being said, Sean Payton does have a Super Bowl on his resume. Um, obviously, he's one of the better coaches that we've had in the last you know decade and a half or so. Uh, in the league, and so uh, no, I think I think Sean Payton was definitely their first choice, and so for the Broncos, they got to be glad to have landed him. But that being said, I don't necessarily see that as a fix-all for the problems that the Broncos have. I, I do agree that Nathaniel Hackett um, probably wasn't a great choice for, for their head coach. Um, obviously, we know that hire happened because they their first choice uh, last season, their quarterback was Aaron Rodgers, and so um, to, to kind of the Jets have gone the same direction and hiring Hackett, Hackett as their OC now. Um, but I, I'm really concerned about Russell Wilson. Um, I, just, I just don't know if he has the ability to still be the same guy that he was in Seattle. There may be some credence to what uh, what Terrence kind of told us, early, you know, a little earlier in the season that, you know, it appears that Russell Wilson could possibly be just really a system quarterback and that the Seattle system worked for him. Um, but that being said, uh, I just – I hesitate to give to say that Sean Payton being the new head coach is going to turn them around in the span of a year to where they'll they'll be a legit contender. Uh, I think they'll be a better team, not only because they've got a better coach, but also because they've got another year of of uh, gelling and kind of getting some continuity uh, amongst the offense and kind of that sort of thing. But uh, I, I don't see them as a as a legit contender for next year. Hmm. Okay. T. Smith. I think they'll be better because they have to be. <laughs> um, I, I can't be any worse, right? They can't be any worse, man. Oh, no. The problem is, I think the Chiefs—not the Chiefs, but the Chargers—are going to be a lot better. Um, yeah. I, I don't really see much in the Raiders, depending on who they get at quarterback. We'll have to wait and see on that. But I just don't—I don't see how the Broncos could be worse than what they were last year, given their talent and given Sean Payton's uh, prowess, especially his offensive prowess. So I really think that. Russell Wilson will have a better year. He'll play to Russell's strengths. He he knows how to coach those five nine five ten quarterbacks. Uh, you know he's got a got a got a, got a Hall of Fame career out of one of them. And as far as the options, uh, as far as what coach they wanted, I I think the problem was that had they had they been able to just flat out sign Sean Payton without having to go through the Saints because we're not talking about how much they gave up for him. They gave up a lot to be able to sign Sean Payton. Uh, I, I think that that may have been the reason why they would have preferred D'Amico Ryan, who would have been a little bit cheaper, a lot cheaper, and they wouldn't have to give up as, as much capital to uh, to even just sign him. So um, I think that's what the problem was there. Maybe they were having second thoughts about having to give up all of that capital to, to sign Sean Payton. But I think Sean Payton is the right person for that job. You can you can go out and get a good defensive coordinator to keep that defense as, as strong and as talented as it is and to mold that talent. But they need an offensive guy in there because Nathaniel Hackett was not that. He was supposed to be that, but he was not. So, yeah, I, I think that, that – I think I really believe that he was the problem, honestly. So if you can rectify their problem, they should be pretty good. Okay. I think they're going to be pretty good. I don't know exactly how good, and I'm just going to go on a limb and say what I said when Russell Wilson first went to Denver. I still think as bad as they looked last year, as bad as he looked last season – this past season here. Mm-hmm. 
I think the Denver Broncos are still going to win a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson at some point here before his contract, before his wow. deal is up. Yeah, I said that. I said that back in August. Yeah, I really do. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that would be one that you would double down on at this point. Doubling down. I'm doubling down because it's Sean Payton, and I still think he's got what it takes. He can cut the mustard, and Russell Wilson can too. You know, the last time, if there's anybody that can work well with a short quarterback in or out of the pocket, it's Sean Payton. Hint: Drew Brees. It's back. Sutton's still there. Judy didn't get traded. They get the running game going right like they should. Um, he'll he'll bring in the right personnel to match what he wants to do. They're going to be all right. I know the Chargers will be better. I know the Chiefs are the Chiefs. And um, but and the Raiders, I don't know. We'll see. Depends on what they do. The AFC West is going to be competitive. It's going to be tough. But this is the more, more of the reason why the Broncos needed to grab Sean Payton. I think they will be fine. And Vic Fangio, if he comes to Denver, because he is not committed to the Miami Dolphins, as we said earlier in the show, they're going to be fine. The defense is already solid. It's pretty good. Yeah. You get Vic Fangio over there, Sean Payton takes care of the offense, gets that back going, even until it gets to where we know it will be or where we think it can get to, the defense will save them the first quarter of the season, and they'll be fine. At some point, they're going to win a Super Bowl together. Bronco country, let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> All right, well, now. Hey, and I, and I, and I just got to say, a lot of definitely ride. <laughs> right, right. That's <laughs> real nice. Yeah. Uh, I just got to say, a lot of people laughed at, at Russell Wilson for saying that, that all those times last year. I'll be surprised if he gets the last laugh. I know, right? And it will be a very funny laugh because Russell Wilson just a funny dude. You know, call him, call him corny or what have you, but he 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 really is funny. And uh, I'm telling you, it's some good marijuana out there in in Colorado, and that's why he's always happy and in such a great mood. I mean, how can you be that happy and smile like that after the season they had? It's the Colorado weed. But anyway, oh, uh, we know what the, we know what the real reason is. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that too. Uh, now let's move on to the next head coach, new head coach that is former DC. D'Amico Ryans, the former 49ers D.C., D'Amico Ryans, took the job to Houston. He will be there for six years. Uh, the Houston Texans, they wanted him. They got him. It was not a uh, Rooney rule. They really signed him. And for the third year in a row, they signed a Brown coach. And I wonder how is this going to go this time? Did the Texans, starting with T. Smith, Terrence, did the Texans finally get it right? Uh, that remains to be seen. I, I think that the Texans are going to have to learn some patience regardless. I don't I don't see D'Amico Ryans coming in and, and immediately having a playoff team, even though that division to me is still wide open. Uh Tennessee looks like they're gonna be regressing. Jacksonville didn't convince me as to be as to being the class of the of the division. And uh the Colts, my goodness. So that division is wide open. They could they could very well come in and win a division and, and you're one of the Nico Ryans. I just think they have to get this draft pick right. He's got to get some people in place on defense that he that he can he can run his defensive scheme in. Uh, I think there's always a trouble with it when you when you have a, a new defensive guy coming in is getting people to fit getting personnel to fit your scheme. But I think he can do that. He can he can at the very least start doing that through the draft. They should have some pretty good picks. Uh, but the main thing is getting that number two pick right. <clears throat> can they can they get their quarterback in that, at, that, at that number two pick? Um, do they feel like they already have the quarterback in? Is it Davis Mills? Do they feel like he's already the guy and they just want to trade out of their pick or, or take some, somebody else extremely high? They they have to get 
the number two pick right because you don't want to be drafting number one or number two again next year. But I, I'm I'm very optimistic solely because that division is not that good, and they could win it year one if they get everything right. I'm gonna start to disagree with you, Terrence. I actually uh, I actually am convinced that I think the the Jaguars can be the uh, the class of that division. Uh, I think the step forward they may get actually getting a real head coach as opposed to the one they had the previous year. Um, they definitely did not have one. Right, and it definitely showed the talent that they truly have on that team and that when you've got a coach that knows that actually knows how to coach, then, uh, you know, you can see kind of what, the, what those guys are capable of, particularly how they finished the season the last, uh, what, seven or eight games, seven eight uh, regular season games or so. And so uh, with that, you know, I expect the Jaguars to come out and be a pretty good team from, from the word go next year um, to really be able to compete. So I think the Texans definitely are in a position where they could, they could be the second team in that division, um, but it'll be it'll be second by – by quite by quite a bit of a gap, I think the Jaguars are clearly going to be the best team um, there. I, I'm I'm certainly wishing the best for for D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, certainly hoping that he is able to. You know, uh, I think the second problem with with your analysis, Harris, is that there's not a quarterback in this draft that I feel like can can really change your your franchise. Uh, not Bryce Young, not C.J. Stroud, and certainly not Will Levis. Um, I, I just I you know if there's a if there's another Tom Brady in the dra- in that in this draft that, uh, you know, they pick in the sixth round that ends up being great, then so be it. But just based on what we what we know going into it, I don't see there being a quarterback that, that is really a franchise changer um, in this draft. And so I think the Texans will still not be a very good team. That um, may even be just, quite frankly, a bad team. Uh, and so I hope that that doesn't lead to, uh, to D'Amico Ryan having a uh, similar experience to his two predecessors uh, there in Houston. Nick Ely, the Eagles fan. I disagree with you 222 percent. I should do. I think you're a little that, still, I understand. Yes, I have to be different here. I have to let the audience know the real. This is what's gonna happen. I don't know exactly when, but I really think it could be very soon. I think the Houston Texans can go from worst to first just like that in no time. How do they do that? Well, realistically, the Texans secondary is pretty good. That defense was in a lot of games this year. They didn't get blown out the waters, blowed out the gate by anyone. They were in a lot of games. Did they win? Of course not. Offense, not that good. But Brandon Cooks can steal ball. Davis Mills, eh, I don't think they're sold on him. But this is what I think happens. If they can beef up that defensive line and get that, you know, get that run defense back better because it wasn't that good, but that secondary was. And I think that if they get a quarterback like, hmm, Bryce Hall from Alabama, uh, number two pick. The Bears have the number one pick. They have Justin Fields. I don't see why they would pick a quarterback. Um, Terrence was saying earlier in our pre in our post production, and I mean in our pre production, that uh, he thinks that the Colts could probably trade up to number one and they would get a quarterback. They are desperate, but so are the Texans. I think the Texans can get the quarterback if they sit at two, or they say screw this. If they hear any rumors about the Colts making a move, they'll do it first. This is chess, not checkers. I think they will jump them, and they will just go ahead and sit at number one, and they will get that quarterback. And I think that quarterback could end up looking like Jalen Hurts under Nick Sirianni if the Texans and D'Amico Ryans can put together the right coaching staff, which I think he will because he's highly respected. He's well-liked around the league. And then from my conspiracy theorist level, it just seems like they've got something in for D'Amico Ryans, and he is going to be a winner. And I think that if they land Bryce Hall in the um, – is that his name? Am I saying it right? Is it Bryce? 
Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Bryce Young. I don't know why I'm saying Hall. Uh, Bryce Young. Bryce Hall is the running back for the Jaguar for the Jets. I apologize, Bryce. Yeah, Bryce Young, quarterback of Alabama, I think could possibly be Jalen Hurts. I think he could uh, in a good offensive scheme, and they've got a pretty good back, it seems, now also in the backfield. And I think that, you know, that he could really do some things with that offense, Brandon Cooks. I think they maybe bring back D-Hop. He doesn't want to stay in Arizona. Why would why not see if you can get him back? You've got draft picks. You've got plenty of those. You can make it happen. You've got plenty of cap space. You can show out and get your – you can get the biggest grocery cart in the store and just go shopping in free agency. You've got all the cap space in the world. They can go from worst to first just like that in no time. And I think D'Amico Ryans, a leader amongst men, very liked and well-respected in the locker rooms around the league, D-Hop would probably say, yeah, you know what? If that quarterback, if that young quarterback has got what it takes, I'll go back. Now, I'm not saying he won't go to Baltimore or Tennessee or somewhere else. That that Of course, they're, they're looking and they're going to make calls. But the Texans, I just think they're about to make some changes here. And D'Amico Ryan is going to have a lot to do with people wanting to say, I want to work with him. Watch out for the Texans because, like Terrence said, the AFC South, nobody's running away with it. They've got a shame. They've got a good shot. Don't be surprised. Bryce Hall, I mean Bryce Young, D-Hop back in Houston. They've got a running back. They've got a defense. The defense will get better with D'Amico Ryan. And, hey, we'll see how it goes. All right, now, uh, so we talked about Sean Payton. We talked about D'Amico Ryan. Now let's put these coordinators somewhere. Where do they belong, guys? I'm going to name the team that needs a certain position field, and I want you guys to give me and name the coach. So we're going to play this game here, and I'm going to start with the Denver Broncos because they need a defensive coordinator. So starting with them, I named the team Denver Broncos defensive coordinator. Nick, name that coach. If I'm the Denver Broncos, I'm putting the call in to Brian Flores, who was an assistant, defensive assistant for the uh, for the Steelers this past year. I'm putting the call in to him to see if I can get him over there. I think he and uh, and uh, D'Amico Ryan can work well together. Obviously, they both have playing experience, and uh, you know Brian Flores obviously did a good job as the uh, as the Dolphins head coach, even though they didn't seem to think so and ended up in the same spot. So good for them. Um, so I, I would call Brian Flores if I was the Broncos. Okay, I like that. What you got, T? You know what? I don't. I don't think they can get uh, any better than Brian Flores. Um, but if I'm Denver, I'm going to go on and make that call to fans. I was like, listen, fans, you. I, I know we've got history, but come on, man. Let, let's let's bury that. Yeah. So I, I think I think I really think, and, and of course, uh, Fangio and Sean Payton were already linked together. So I just think it makes sense for them to go on and just just bury the hatch with Fangio and uh, make it work. Okay. All right. Um, the Baltimore Ravens need an offensive coordinator. Lamar Jackson is supposed to even be in these conversations with the Ravens front office, said by John Harbaugh, head coach of the Ravens. We'll start with T. Smith on this one. This is his team. And then, and then immediately to you, Nick. Baltimore Ravens, well, offensive coordinator. Terrence, name that coach. I mean, if they can't get the enemy, and I and I'm and I, I know we, we plan on talking about him, but I really hope he just stays in Kansas City. Uh, he's a part of the Kansas City lure, and I don't want them to lose that. 
I want to be able to beat those guys with him there, if that makes sense. However, uh, I do think it's got to be somebody that comes from that Andy Reid tree. And, you know, maybe you find somebody that's on the staff in Kansas City, somebody that's, that's left over from the staff in Philly, uh, somebody that's uh, under Doug Peterson over in Jacksonville. But I do think it's got to be somebody from that tree because watching that, watching that, that that Philadelphia offense right now, it's just it is it, it it is a thing to watch when it's run correctly, and Jalen Hurts definitely runs it correctly. Uh, so I, I do believe that Lamar could have <clears throat> some similar or better success uh, in that offense, given that they give give him, uh, get him a playmaker or two more. Also, uh, so I'm going to just say anybody from that Andy Reid tree, uh, and if that's the enemy, that's totally fine. Eagles fan. Uh, I I would actually like to see the Ravens uh, promote from within. Uh, currently on their staff as uh, one of their assistant coaches, they have former former uh, ten, uh, Tennessee quarterback T. Martin um, as an as an offensive assistant there. Uh, I would love to see him get an opportunity to to move up and be the offensive coordinator and see what he and uh, what he and Lamar can do together. So that that's my vote. I'm voting T. Martin. Uh, like it's currently on the Ravens staff. Okay. All right. That's interesting. Um, I don't think they'll do that, but we'll see. Um, knowing I don't Baltimore, think so either, but I, I'd, like, I'd like that. Yeah. Okay. So how about this team? And they need two coordinators. The Tennessee Titans fired their terrible offensive coordinator uh, immediately after the season ended. Mike Vrabel's got to get some assistance here if he wants to get back into the postseason. And they have a new general manager, Rand Carthon, I think that's it, from San Francisco. He is well-liked around the league, highly respected, said to be a very, very intelligent, bright, bright man, former football player also. And um, he needs he needs to turn this thing around. I think that he, he, he was responsible for drafting Brock Purdy, might I add. But, uh, guys, the Titans need an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator. Name that coach. Starting with Saint Nick, or coaches, I should say. Uh, I would, if I was the Titans, I would probably go after uh, the recently fired uh, Chargers offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi. Uh, I would, pro- I would probably look at giving him a chance on the offensive end. Um, on the defensive end, if the Texans don't do it, then I'd I go back to Brian Flores' route. Uh, you may would also look at. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of our uh, linebackers coach, uh, Eagles linebackers coach. I can't remember his name offhand, mm-hmm. but uh, that, okay. that's probably where I would look if I, if I was the Titans from a defensive standpoint. Uh, obviously, you know the Eagles. The Eagles defense has been uh, very good this year. We've, we've coached the linebackers up well to the point where uh, one of our top draft picks in the, in the Kobe Dean has barely even seen the field, uh, other than their own special team. So that I, I probably reach out to those guys too. Uh, like I said, Joe Lombardi, who was the offensive coordinator for the Chargers. And, uh, and the Eagles linebackers coach, whose name I cannot pull out of my head right now. <laughs> okay. T? Well, I think the, the Titans have to ask themselves this question right here because typically when we see new GMs coming in, all the coordinators are gone. Typically the coach is gone too. So I, I want to kind of expand it to say, should Vrabel just have, just have just stepped down or been let go? Hmm. It's a good question. And I like Vrabel. I think Vrabel's a good coach, but. I don't think this year was his fault. I, I think, well, I'll say this. They he, had a lot of injuries. To down in yeah. order to try to keep from being ended up in a position where he gets fired, I wouldn't have blamed him, but I don't blame him for this season. 
Right. No, I'm, I'm not saying it's his fault, no. I'm, I'm definitely not saying that. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, all of his coordinators are gone. New a, a, a new regime change is already there. Like, clearly he's on the hot seat this year for sure. Um, but I'm just asking, should it have been a year early since they already have already have a new GM and they got to hire new coordinators anyway? Because if he gets fired this year, you're going to have to go back and hire new coordinators again. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so but, 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 so but, I just, I just, I just think that they don't, they don't want to sever the ties. Maybe they don't want to make it seem like it was Brable's fault. But sometimes you just, you just change the guard, and, it, and it's not anybody's fault to begin with. And I'm, you know, I just wanted to expand the topic and just say, hey, maybe Brable should have just stepped down. Maybe. I'm gonna say that Mike Vrabel is very well liked in that in that organization. I think that I, I think that his winning, I think that his record, his coaching record, it kind of speaks for itself. Great. It's pretty good. Yeah. And um, here's the thing, I'm, and I'm speaking from what I hear from Amy Adams. I, I think because they had so many injuries, they couldn't let him go yet. But I think that now this is one reason why I would have fired him. He doesn't know how to let go of his buddies. You're like that guy was terrible at OC, but that's his buddy. And that's why he didn't mm-hmm. want to fire him. Finally, he did. So uh, they need an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator. But I think if he gets those two assistant positions right, Mike Vrabel's still going to be a winner. The Titans are still going to do what they do. And, again, they still got Derrick Henry. They just need a quarterback. And I think that that, that new general manager, Rand Carthon, over there coming from San Francisco, uh, he's spoken very highly of from Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. That goes a lot. Kyle Shanahan and – and let me give some credit to Shanahan and Lynch because they are spreading their wild oats all over the league as far as good young assistants who are really coming up and making a household name for themselves. You know, from the LaFleurs to Mike McDaniel to Robert Sala, now D'Amico Ryan, uh, Robert May, I mean, Martin Mayhew, who, who was a former mm-hmm. general manager in Detroit. John Lynch said, I don't know what I'm doing. Can you come with me and help me? He did. Now he's moved on and got a job. We're getting all kind of comp picks for these people and coaches, for these players and coaches. And then again, now here we are, uh, Rand Carthon now going to Tennessee. Uh, these were scouts, former uh, VP personnel. They are just putting spreading talent all over the league. So I want to give them credit for that first. Although sometimes yeah. it seems like it seems like sometimes his, you know, his uh, his former assistants and people coming from his coaching tree. Are, are doing just as good as him when they move on. I mean, Robert Sala is a quarterback away from actually being a, a contender, a real Super Bowl contender. That defense is good. And they've got some talent on offense. They just need a quarterback. And D'Amico Ryan, I think he's going to do well also. So just wanted to say that. But as far as the Titans go, Mike Vrabel, I don't see him going anywhere anytime soon if they get these coordinators right. Uh, and, and, and for me to quickly put these coordinators where I think they will be, I think that there's nothing in this world that Eric B. Enemy would like most than to either be the OC for Derrick Henry or for Lamar Jackson. I think that if Lamar Jackson gets paid, then I think he would love to go to Baltimore because one season with Lamar Jackson would get him a head coaching job elsewhere. If he can turn, if he can turn the tide and show everybody and shut everyone up on what Lamar Jackson is, is he this or is he that, not that, I think that he could really turn Lamar Jackson around. I think that he would take that job and be the Ravens OC. And I think that if he done that, D-Hop is going to say, send me to Baltimore. Um, nobody's really talking about D-Hop, but that trade is going to happen here after the Super Bowl. He's going to get traded. It's going to be a wild and crunk offseason as always. And the storylines just keep coming in. So I see D-Hop and Eric B. Enemy possibly 
joining Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And if that's the case, watch out AFC. I know about Mahomes. We know about Herbert and Josh Allen and all of them. But Lamar Jackson hadn't been in the postseason in two seasons. And if he gets all of this stuff to jail together, he's going to say, don't forget about me, nigga. I mean, right. I, I, I'm sorry, but that's what he'll probably say when nobody's listening. Don't forget about me. I just don't. I just don't see Airbnb making a lateral move to go to go to a less successful team. That's what? my only problem with it. If he was going there to be the head coach uh, for the Ravens, I could see it. But as the offensive coordinator, when that's already what he's doing, well, um, but, and he's but, doing it on a, on a more successful team. I, I just wouldn't see him doing that. Well, Nick, here's the thing. You're right. But they're not giving him credit in KC because they say he doesn't call the plays. Now, I don't know who puts the game plan together, but that's probably Andy Reid and, and him together. But I just think that if he goes somewhere else, they won't say, oh, yeah, but that's Andy Reid doing all of that. He'll get more credit. And I think one year with Lamar gets him the job, or one year turning the Titans around as bad as that offense was, he gets a head coaching job. Now, the only thing that I can see, and this is from the reports, they say Baltimore and Tennessee are talking to him. I mean, he's the one talking back. I mean, they didn't say that he's rejected them. So, evidently, he is looking at leaving, but or at least considering it. But the only reason why he wouldn't take those those jobs as OC and just stay in KC is if the Colts offer him a head coaching job. And we haven't talked about the Colts, but they still need a head coach. But I don't know if he sees the Indianapolis Colts as a good job to take as the head coach. He has no quarterback. And unless he can get the number one pick, he still won't have a quarterback. If they can, unless they can get up to the number one pick. So that's the only thing I would see. I think he's just trying to become a head coach, and the only way to do that, he may have to move away from Andy Reid unless yeah. Andy Reid does the unthinkable and really retires and passes the torch. Um, he may have to beat the Eagles, right? And, and yeah, and he would have to beat the Eagles. And he would have to beat the Eagles, of course. Did you know that Andy Reid fired Nick Sirianni in 2013 off his coaching staff? I, I, I saw that when he, when he arrived in Kansas City. That's another storyline for Super Bowl 57. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, does Nick Sariani well, get well, his well. revenge? You son of a bitch, Andy, you fired me. Watch this. <laughs> Take this. I can definitely see that in the storyline Monday after the Super Bowl. No doubt about it. Uh, I just picked up on that, and I thought I would share it. Okay, so we put these coaches where they want to go. One last thing. Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore is out of Denver. I mean, out of Dallas, and he's gone to the Chargers. Mike McCarthy, it said that it said that he may be calling the plays. Should they be hiring an OC, or should he? Will the Cowboys fare all right with him calling the plays? And I will say this before I let Terrence uh, give his take first. One thing we've said about the Cowboys for years now is that they should run the ball more when Dak is the quarterback, yeah. and they don't do that. Mike McCarthy will get back to the run, I think. I think Aaron Rodgers, it was kind of wearing a little thin with Aaron Rodgers, but and I know it seemed to get lethargic, but, man, how can we believe anything Aaron Rodgers says? Now, he's messed up the, the, the Green Bay Packers. I mean, he's holding them hostage right now. So, you know, McCarthy's won 12 games back-to-back seasons. Could they be better if he called players, or should they go bring somebody in also at OC? I think that Jerry Jones would definitely hire an OC. Because uh, he wants to, but um, I, I I do think that maybe Mike McCarthy should have a little bit more input on the play calling, simply because like we know that his job is on the line. Like this is going to be a make or break year for him. Uh, the unfortunate part with coaching the Cowboys is that you know winning a a game here during the playoffs is not really sufficient. Like they that that um, franchise needs a Super Bowl. 
they need to at least get to a championship game. And, and in fact, you don't do that, especially for, you know, a few years. I think this is McCarthy's, what, third or fourth year now? Uh, your job is definitely on the line. So I think he should have more input just for the simple fact that uh, his job is on the line. But I would love to see an, off- an offensive coordinator there. If nothing, if nothing more than, than, you know, to learn under Mike McCarthy, because I do think that he has a, a wealth of knowledge that somebody could uh, benefit from. Oh, the Cowboys definitely got to hire an offensive coordinator. I mean, you know, like you said, I mean, he, you know, Mike McCarthy couldn't run the offense well enough to keep his job in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. So I don't, I don't see how we would, where, why we would have the confidence that he could do it with Dak Prescott. Um, I mean, I don't know of many coaches that could do it with Dak Prescott, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, and so, so that being said, uh, yeah, the Cowboys are definitely looking for somebody. Uh, who that somebody will be uh, remains to be seen, obviously. Uh, you know, we know how Jerry Jones operates. He definitely likes to take big swings um, in this department. But by the same token, he doesn't want anybody who wants a bigger voice than he has uh, when it comes to the team. And so, uh, you know, obviously that's why they are still dealing with the curse of Jimmy Johnson. Um, and, and that's also why I'm actually not entirely surprised that they didn't end up getting uh, getting or trying to make a move for Sean Payton I getting rid of McCarthy and, and doing anything there. So uh, some, somebody would damn well know they wanted to. I, see, I lean towards thinking that they, I think everybody in the organization may have wanted to, except for Jerry Jones. And I think that's part of the problem. Is that you see what I'm saying? Because then if because Sean Payton's gonna come in and say, okay, hey, if I'm gonna come coach the team, I want control over over this stuff with the roster and this stuff with the coaching staff and this, that, and the third. And there's only a certain amount of that that I, I feel like Jerry Jones is truly gonna allow. Yeah. Uh, and so I, and I think that's the Cowboys' problem is that Jerry Jones won't let. Football people make football decisions. He he wants to he wants to play GM mode on Madden essentially and and, and make his trades and put the team together the way he sees fit and uh, and he wants he wants them to win because of his quote unquote genius and uh, so the because I think that's that's their biggest issue right now. Okay, all right. Well, so we pretty much did the head coaching vacancies and we put them where they belong. We told you about those uh, vacancies that's been filled. We also just put these assistant coaches where we think they'll they'll go. There's only one last thing now, and that's this quarterback shuffle. And we can wrap it up. These quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, uh, we don't think Tom Brady's in that shuffle anymore, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill. And if I'm leaving anybody out, anybody else out, please um, bring them up, please mention them. But uh, where are these quarterbacks going to be in 2023? Nick, we'll start with you. Any quarterback you want to throw in there, all of those, you can place them anywhere you want. Jimmy Garoppolo, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins. And we need to find out for sure if Kirk Cousins is a free agent or not. I know Tannehill is going to get cut. Uh, but I think, um, I think I think Cousins, can. Uh, he's got a, a, a player option. Okay, okay. Nick, where are these quarterbacks going to go first, you? Uh, while, I, while I look up Kirk contract, Kirk, uh, Kirk contract. Kirk Cousins' contract situation. Uh, I'll start with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think there's only two places that he can, well, three places he can end up: uh, the Packers, the Jets, or at home on the couch. Um, and that's just, you know, like I said, because uh, like we talked about earlier, I don't see the 49ers having the having the assets to make a trade for Aaron Rodgers. Um, I don't see really much of anything that would be in the quarterback market uh, having the assets to trade for Aaron Rodgers. And other other than the Jets, you know, I think the Jets could potentially pull it off. Well, he has and, said uh, he'll restructure now. He has came out on 
somebody's podcast, I believe it was um, uh, Pat McAfee, he said that he would be willing. That's something he's never said. So that's how you know he's ready to go. He will restructure. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and that's all fine and well. Um, but even with the restructure, he's still going to command a, a serious you know, amount of money there. And so uh, so he's still going to have to be a team that, that's going to have the space to be able to sign him. And it's going to also have to be a team that feel that they can win right now. Um, you know, obviously, if you're going for Aaron Rodgers, you're not looking at a long-term investment. I mean, you know, at best, you would think he's maybe got four years left, five at best. Um, and if that's probably a stretch. You're probably looking at maybe, you know, two two to three years at most, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so the Jets would definitely, definitely be the only, you know, very viable option to me. Um, Derek Carr is going to be definitely an interesting one to watch. Uh, I, I've, I've come out and kind of defended him a couple of times. I would like to see him in, in Miami or in San Francisco. Um, you know, those are a couple places that, that have got some talent around them that I think he would be an upgrade to their quarterback position. Uh, Kirk Cousins, as I look at I look at his now, uh, he is not a free agent. I could, uh, I'm trying to see if he has a player option uh, for his contract this year. I know the Vikings have already come out and said that they, they would be, you know, be happy to re-sign him and, and keep him there uh, for at least the next season. And uh, so I'm, I'm leaning towards thinking that's where he'll be, that, that he'll still be in, in Minnesota. The funny thing about it is, is that we've got a lot of quarterbacks coming available, but there's not a lot of great situations for them to go to. Um, and so uh, the only the, the the real wild card would be, and it, and it wouldn't happen because they're in the same division, is if Aaron Rodgers found a way to get to Minnesota. Um, particularly with the Tigers, not like Justin Jefferson, a quarterback. I'm mean, excuse me, a receiver. Uh, but I, I don't. Obviously, you know, I don't see that happening in a million years. So I think there'll be a lot of lot of hoopla about quarterbacks in this offseason, but not not nearly as much movement. Yeah, I, I think that Aaron Rodgers is always like he's going to be the biggest block. Once that block falls, we might be able to get the Jets and pull off a trade. And maybe it'll be a situation where the Jets will be like, hey. We don't need to make a trade for Aaron Rodgers. We could just sign Derek Carr if they release him because they're clearly going to release him. Uh, because I don't, I don't see anybody trading for him when all they have to do is just wait. You know, teams aren't stupid. They know that they they, they have to get him off their roster by a certain – I think by next week, right? Um, so they're, they're not going to be trying to trade for him when they can just wait. So I think Derek Carr, might that might make him the biggest block because nobody has to trade for him. And he'll be, and he'll be cheaper than Aaron Rodgers. And once that falls, we'll see. But I think Kirk Cousins, I see him staying in Minnesota. Uh, Garoppolo, of course, he'll be on a new team, but I don't think that's going to be anything imminent. Uh, he might sign. He might have to sign somewhere as a backup or something. Who knows? Um, but I just think once Aaron Rodgers decides to either stay or get traded or retire, he doesn't want, he doesn't want to retire the same year as Brady, though. That wouldn't be any fun. <laughs> uh, but once he decides that he probably wants to just stay in Green Bay for one or two more years, uh, then we'll see Derek Carr probably go to the Jets, and then we can kind of see a little a little movement here and there between other other teams and other places. Okay, I think Jimmy. And Garoppolo- we don't want to forget about Lamar's contract. That's a, that's a big deal because if they don't get a, a contract signed, I, I can see Lamar asking for a trade. Uh, but I just, as a Ravens fan, I have to have confidence that they'll get it done. Yeah, and they'll play the tagging game anyway, uh, more than likely. Yeah, uh, which we know we hate would hate to see that, but hey, this is what they get. They sign that. Uh, so I think yep. Jimmy Garoppolo would probably get a call from D'Amico Ryan. Hey, man, it's your boy. You know what I'm saying? You want to come over here and be our, be our bridge quarterback for a few years? We're drafting a quarterback, you know, uh, Bryce Young. I think Jimmy Garoppolo will probably get hurt, as always, and then Bryce Young will be ready to go by then, though. Uh, he could definitely go to Houston. He could definitely go to Las Vegas. 
Um, you know, there's some places for yep. Jimmy Garoppolo. He could possibly go to New York and be a giant because we forgot to mention Daniel Jones, but he's also an unrestricted yep. free agent. Um, there's a lot of momentum towards Daniel Jones getting re-signed. I think they feel like they can be competitive. Sometimes making the playoffs can be the worst thing, worst thing for teams because now it's like, okay, well, we can win with this guy. Can you really, though? Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. Can you really? So now they're going to look at Daniel Jones as a very cheap option. Mm -hmm. They'll sign him back, and that'll give them the cow space to sign Saquon back. You know, so they might just continue to revel in mediocrity. But, hey, kudos to them. Here's the list of unrestricted free agent quarterbacks for 2023 in the NFL. Gardner Minshew, Easton, (laughs) Easton Stick, Bryce Perkins, Jared Stidham, Tracy Tracy McSorley, uh, Arizona, Philip Walker. Uh, no, he's a restricted. John, mm, Ty, uh, no, 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 no. Tyron, Ty, Tyler Huntley. No, he's restricted. Okay, I'm sorry. Those are restricted. Unrestricted again. Cooper Rush, Jeff Driscoll, Nathan Peterman, Nate Suffield, jo- Josh Johnson, Boo, Brandon Allen, Drew Locke, Nick Mullins, Chad Henney, Chase Daniel, Blaine Gabbert. Here's the bigger names: Taylor Heineke, Lamar Jackson. Kyle Allen, C.J. Beathard, Mike White, Andy Dalton, Joe Flacco. Here's another big name that no one's talking about, Geno Smith, Jacoby Brissett, Mason Rudolph, Case Keenum, Daniel Jones, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Donald. Why is his name still on? Yeah, Sam Donald. Teddy Bridgewater, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, and number one on that list was Tom Brady before earlier today. So, Hey, it's a lot of lists. It's a long list of names. Uh, not a lot of good names, but some. Kirk Cousins, why would he leave Minnesota? It would well, have well, to be. Here's a question that I have. Okay. What What do the Rams do? Uh, the Rams, that's a good question, but I think they've already said, I think since McVay said he's, he was returning that he's going to roll with Stafford. I think that's been said. He, he, just, he, he still likes his chances with a healthy Stafford. He just wasn't healthy. We'll see, but I think he's committed to that. I'm not saying they won't draft a quarterback somewhere, but I don't know how good this quarterback class is. The Rams aren't picking. They don't have a lot of draft picks. So, um, they don't have any picks, man. You know, and I know they got that, that early championship. Uh, but it's going to be kicking themselves. Right, right. Yeah, that's, and that's why it was a good thing they got the chip because we knew that that window was going to slam shut right after they got it, though, because of – you know, people like Jalen Ramsey who have to be paid or who who has to get a lot more money toward the back end of the contract. And there's rumors that he's going to get traded. Uh, a lot of teams could use him. He's still a pretty serviceable cornerback. I uh, know he's going to get physical, chippy. He's going to jaw. The mentality that he brings to, to a defense in the locker room, it still is needed. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what the Rams are going to do, but I think he has said that he's rolling with Stafford. But he's got his work cut out for him. I'm a little surprised he decided to come back after, you know, uh, mulling that decision and weighing his, his, his options on that or going into broadcasting. Um, speaking of broadcasting, uh, Tom Brady will not be doing uh, the Super Bowl coverage on Fox. I think that uh, it was stated that he would do that in his foreseeable future. They had a d- big deal waiting on him when he retires, but uh, Fox is reporting that they had no idea that he was going to retire, so they didn't have him in the plans for the Super Bowl broadcast. Uh, and, uh, hell, they probably thought he would be in the Super Bowl at one point, so I don't know. But, yeah, uh, Fox Sports had no idea Tom Brady was retiring this morning, and the quarterback is not part 
of Super Bowl 57 coverage plans. That's reported by TMZ. Also, in wrestling news, real quick, Terrence, Nia Jax might not have signed a new deal with WWE. She was just there for the rumble. <laughs> that's what I was. That's what I was hearing. Yeah, I, I was telling you that when we were when we were here watching it. I said, uh, I don't know the way she looks. She might not have a deal. She's just there for the night, and that's what it looks yeah, like. I think that was. I think that was a one-off. Yeah, exactly. All right, so that's it. We pretty much covered it all from the quarterbacks to the the head coaches to, you know, where some of these assistants are going to end up from Eric Bieniemy and all of these great coaches, you know, moving around in the league, everybody trying to be better for the 2023 season, everybody but two teams, and that's the Eagles and Chiefs who are focused on Super Bowl 57. Everybody else, it's on to the offseason. Uh, it's been a good show. Guys, I appreciate it. And, uh, man, that's all I have. Anything else you guys want to say before we sign off? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. One more thing that I forgot to mention that has somewhat somehow seemed to get lost in the mainstream media news in the sports world. The Eagles have an offensive lineman named Josh Seals who was indicted for rape and kidnapping charges. Nick, what the hell? I, I honestly had not heard his name before this morning. I saw that I saw that uh, that news before you shared it with us. Um, I did look into it. He's a rookie. He's played. He's played like fifty snaps the whole season. He, he started, I think, one game um, on like like week nine. Uh, so he, he's not gonna, you know, affect things one way or another when it comes to the Super Bowl. He probably wouldn't have even seen the field. Right. Okay. I just wanted to bring it up, though. You know, since, yeah. since I mean, I, I, and I say that I don't want to start over whatever it is. You know what it is. He's uh, being uh, being accused of. You know, the rape and all of that. Uh, certainly, you know, hope he. Hope he gets what he deserves. If he, if he, you know, if he's guilty, throw him in jail, do whatever, uh, you know. But uh, just from the football standpoint, um, it, it's it's a non-starter. Okay, all right. And and in and in other headlines, uh, Tom, uh, not Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers uh, has said on the Pat McAfee sh- uh, podcast that uh, he can't make a decision if he's returning next season or not until after the Super Bowl at the earliest. Now, we know damn well Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere. He's not retiring, I mean. so, But, yeah, as far as if he's going to play or not, do you think that he actually could break the internet again and like Tom Brady did this morning and say that he's retiring also after the Super Bowl? Do anybody really believe that? No. Me either. Nick? I don't think Aaron Rodgers is retiring. I think he still wants to play. I mean, he said some of the darnest things. He just he just said that he doesn't know if he's coming back or not. He wouldn't decide until after the Super Bowl at the earliest. But he just said a week ago on that same podcast that I can still be a Hall of Famer. I mean, I can still be a Pro Bowler or a, a, a MVP player. MVP. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what they, that was the word. And it's like, huh, huh. So how'd you go from MVP to uh, I'm not playing anymore? Cut it out. This has been the Great Debate Show. The Great Debate Show is available wherever you get your podcast. Hit that follow button. Go ahead. You know you want to. Give us a listen. It's just different. If it's your first time listening to us, we hope you come back, and we hope you enjoy it. And to all our listeners who's always listening to us and been with us, supporting us since day one, we appreciate it because you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're with us right now, and we do appreciate that. Uh, Shout out to everybody that's listening to us, even Russia, Germany, and Turkey uh, now making the list again with uh, with, with the downloads. We appreciate it. Uh, that's all I got, guys. Uh, it's been good. Uh, we've got that out the way, and uh, we'll we'll talk about Super Bowl Fifty Seven, uh, of course, before the Super Bowl hits. And we'll be back with a lot of NBA news 
and um, just whatever else is going on in the sports world. We'll continue to give you breaking news as it breaks with all of the, uh, you know, NFL coaches, assistants, the hirings, the firings, and whatnot around the league. That's all I got, guys. Hey, peace out, gentlemen. Y'all be safe out here. Stay off these roads, man. Stay off these streets. For sure. We out. Get up. All right, y'all.